0: Hey, y'all are listening to Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with all essentials and every math nerd doing a differential. You're listening to the only podcast with Paul and Adrian that reviews every advice column. Let's get into it. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap No cap. I learned this from listening to Joe Rogan's podcast episode with Theo Vaughn. <laughs> Already the
1: most conservative sentence a human can say. Yeah. Um Wait, 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 no, don't no 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 I specifically told you I met a guy at a bar who we exchanged Spotify likes. I liked his metal band and he liked our podcast and he asked me, like, oh, so a podcast? You guys are like Theo Vaughn or Joe Rogan? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to like this podcast. (laughs) We actively make fun of those people. And just right now, if this is his first episode, which it might be because he might have taken a few weeks. I haven't listened to his full metal album yet. That's what you're going to start him off with, Paul? Making fun of Theo
0: Vaughn and Joe Rogan? No, honestly, I just wanted your input on something because Theo Vaughn, in the most Theo Vaughn way possible, you know, like it's just like kind of stupid mind. Mm. Kind of. And I want to ask you about it because I know you're an expert on bees. And -hmm. he's just like, Joe, have you heard about this thing? the bees are like first of all perfect theo von impression rude (laughs) joe have you heard about this thing the bees are exploding they when it gets too hot they come and they jizz everywhere and explode
1: i don't know about this i don't know about this global warming issue they
0: looked it up and i mean it's like one of those things where they did the they just googled it and there was an article and they were like it's true there's an article (laughs) look it up jamie with the title Jamie was like there is an article that says something about bees exploding from yeah written by Theo Vaughn the posted
1: on Babylon
0: Bee bees are dying from the heat
1: is it the heat
0: yep they're evaporating they ejaculate and their whole body blows up is that real bring it up Jamie no cap
1: Like, what does reality look like to a bee? They have hairs coming out of their fucking eyeballs.
0: Well, hairs are are, are used, I think, to detect a lot of feelings and stuff like that. Hmm. So imagine what they're pulling in through their eyes. Imagine if you could feel through your eyes. And I was like, I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, but this is so funny. <laughs> that is the most Theo Vons thing to be like, this is a problem in our society right now. The bees are jizzing so hard that they're exploding in the heat. <laughs> I mean, their jizz is explosive. Yeah, yeah, you sent me that picture once of one of your bees uh, yeah. exploding from jizz. Yeah, I mean, they die after they mate, you know? Hey, we gotta get away from this territory. Last episode was the uh, was the dirty dog
1: episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, this is a scientific dirty dogs. Dirty bee.
0: No cap. We should get this pod on TikTok. That's how we blow up.
1: Yeah, I think that's what I've always said is the pod really shines in one minute segments. (laughs) One minute out of contact segments.
0: I'm already dressed a little kooky, so I would do fine on TikTok, but I think you need to kooky it up a little, Adrian. What are you talking about?
1: I'm wearing a lavender shirt with uh, the molecule for serotonin with little flowers on it.
0: Okay, that's kooky. Mm -hmm. You, You could be one of those like science TikTok guys who does like a little fact every video.
1: Uh, i don't want to be a hank green or whatever that guy is <laughs> do you want to know the reason why rye bread is the, i don't even know what kind of stuff they talk about <laughs> do you want to know why january has 31 days <laughs> also i don't i don't really watch hank green so i don't know what he sounds like i don't know why i made him southern
0: i've never seen hank green and Theo vaughn in the same room i'll tell you that much
1: have you ever wondered how they get the snapple fact ink on the the, the <laughs> bottom of the top <laughs>
0: Because you think the top closes on the bottle. So how do you write something on the bottom of that top?
1: Exactly. The trick is they put it on there before they put it on the bottle. Mm hmm. You ever think about how they get the joke on the popsicle stick with the popsicle on it? Uh no. Uh wait, what were we even talking about? Being on TikTok doing dances? I don't know. Oh, parties. About uh growing up. About your girlfriend turning eighteen. Come on now, Adrian i'm just kidding she's turning 21 (laughs) come on now adrian (laughs) i'm just kidding she's turning i don't know about you but i'm feeling 22 come on now adrian we can't go one year at a time to her age (laughs) (laughs) okay she's turning 22 and a half she's doing one of those half birthday things because she's a little bit extra okay now we're going by half years this is gonna take a while to get to her age If I keep splitting it in half, we'll never
0: get there, technically. That's a mathematical proof. Oh, you're right. We'll only at this point get to... If you keep splitting it in half from here, we'll get to 23. Because as long as we go for an infinite amount of time, we'll get to 23.
1: Yeah. You want to skip to that part? Yeah. All right, yeah. She's turned 23. No. 24. 24? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know she was that old. She's oh, ancient. You gotta get rid of her. <laughs> I thought you were doing like a Leonardo DiCaprio situation.
0: <sighs> Adrian. You know our fans aren't very smart. They believe you when you say these things.
1: That's true. I'm sorry. I apologize. No. Uh, all right, Paul, did you have a media roundup or anything for this week? Do I have a media roundup?
0: I watched Kicking and Screaming.
1: Oh, nice.
0: It uh, turns out it's not Missimo and Maximo, as you've been saying. It's uh, Massimo and... And Jean-Pierre.
1: Ah, that or makes sense. Or Jean-Paulo? Jean-Paulo. Oh.
0: Yeah. So no Maximo in the movie. And I forgot how boring the movie was till the halfway point. Till Will Ferrell goes bad boy in that movie. It's actually not mm. that good. And then he becomes like the jerk version of himself and then the movie gets really funny. Okay, so
1: it, is, it does hold up for the second half. It
0: does hold up, but the beginning was a lot slower than I remembered. And how do you feel about the representation of Asian people in that movie? Ooh, not good. Mike Ditka doing the joke where he keeps thinking the little Asian kid's name is Bing Bong. Yeah, Did not that's what I was about. thinking of. No cap.
1: That al- that album's kind of a funny uh, thing because I I was getting into the Killers at the same time as my sister, but also we didn't like we always got along better than like ninety nine percent of siblings, but I think we were going through a rough patch and so we went to walmart and we both wanted that album hot fuzz by the killers and my mom is like exchanging glances with the worker there who's checking us out as both me and my sister use our own money to buy our own version of the cd (laughs) because we're unwilling to share it and the lady at Walmart's just like really you're letting them do this nonsense and my mom was like hey buddy you know what it's their money
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny did you then go home and
1: break her cd no, but there is a funny story about that, though. There was, um, so my my parents were weirdly lenient about letting us DJ in the car when we, like, went around for drives and stuff like that. They didn't really have, like, a big, I don't know if your parents were imposing about, like, we're just gonna listen to this radio station that I like. Um, my parents were very open to us just, like, having a CD and playing it. And Dorley burnt a CD with, like, eight or ten songs on it. And we like, we were just, I didn't really like her music in general, but also it was like the only CD that we played in the car for like months. And so at a certain point we get home from after school, I eject the CD out of the car and then I go and throw it into like, you know, my house, like it's just miles and miles of woods around our house and then farmland. I took it and like a Frisbee threw it as far as I could into the woods to make sure that we never had to listen to it again. <laughs> Wait, we were doing media roundup, right? What was Was that, what was that part of? Oh, kicking and screaming. We had a whole long conversation about kicking and screaming. Overall, what's your rating? Three and a half stars. I don't like when you do it out of five. I feel like ten gives a lot more like flexibility on what you're... Double it. Seven? Yeah. Is it closer to an eight than a nine?
0: No, it's probably closer to a six than a seven.
1: Mm, damn. Um. Let's see. My two things... Oh, I have three things. Uh, I sent Paul a video, but I think everyone else should check it out. Toonrific Tariq just released a new video. I think it's one of his best ones that he's released. It's very funny. It's about all of the one to two season shows that lasted on animation domination uh, on Fox. Very funny. Very good. Very insightful. Uh, and then I finished uh, Shiver, finally, by Junji Ito. I've read eight or nine of his like horror collections at this point, and I think that one's easily the most consistently solid all the way through. Highly recommend And then the other thing is that I re-brought up an argument that Paul and I have had before that I don't think made it to pod fully uh, with Phil today, where we were arguing about how I don't believe in naming restaurants after people because I don't think it gives people enough information about what that restaurant is. And Paul thinks that because you can stereotype and rely on those yeah. kind of things, you can, you know, figure it out. Because Phil was trying to recommend to me a good barbecue food truck. And he, I was like, oh, what's the name or whatever? And he was like, oh, it's just someone's name and like kitchen. So I, I don't know. And I was like, well, yeah, of yeah but it's if a it's a terrible name.
0: But if it's like Bubba's, if it's Bubba's kitchen, that gives you a lot of information compared to like if it's uh, Tony's
1: well you know where tony's cooking come on tony
0: exactly you see what i'm saying you can get no. information from a name i think it
1: just reinforces harmful stereotypes and two it makes people come into that restaurant and be like hey where's bubba i'm not i don't want to eat here unless bubba's cooking at the fryer right now
0: <laughs> that's what you're worried about you're worried about the staff having to be like he just owns the place he cut, he put up the money but he, he never even yeah the like chef.
1: the colonel doesn't come in to cook chicken every day <laughs> And that's why it's not called Colonel's Fried Chicken. It's called Kentucky Fried Chicken. Which tells you everything you need to know about the restaurant. I
0: think there's a method to the madness. I do. Lucinda's. I do. What is that? What is that? What is
1: Lucinda's? What is Lucinda's? Lucinda's?
0: That's like a healthy, fresh diner.
1: Nope. Greasy-ass fucking hot dogs in New York. That's that restaurant. Is it really? Really? No, I don't know. This is just an exercise <laughs> in how wrong this could go. What about Shalomars? <laughs> <laughs> Greek food. No, it's Indian food. Eat. Oh, I'm
0: thinking
1: of Shalimar's. Technically Shalamars. like Indian right. fusion. It's like an Indian Mexican fusion, but. Shalomars is the Indian place we used to go to, right? I think so. I think we have one in uh, SAC too. So I think it's just like a very common name for someone who opens a restaurant and cooks Indian food. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Shomar's is the Greek place here in uh,
0: the southeast, the Greek the Greek. Oh, so you were
1: misled by the name.
0: No, I was more misled by the fact that I'm a little stupid and my dyslexia has me... uh, Can I see the diagnosis for that dyslexia?
1: Can I see your doctor's note?
0: Adrian, that's pretty ableist.
1: Alright, anything other than Juji Ito that we should uh, talk about? No, just that uh, thing about restaurant names. I'm heated. Alright, do you want to get into the theme? I will say, if you name Kiki, you can open up a restaurant with your name. I think, at this point, I have two across-the-country uh, examples of those being chicken and waffle shops, so... Oh, so really, it's just about you? Yeah, everything's about me. What are you talking about? Alright, the theme is... It is one of those ones where the theme it's is... one of them ones. This is gonna be one of them ones, audience. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Y'all hear.
0: here listening to Big Facts No Cap, the only episode where it's one of them ones... Our conversation to it seems like it might cross over so much with our third segment that if you want to bring our third segment into it, might not be a bad idea.
1: Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. So y'all we do another third the, segment up top? A third segment off top.
0: Uh so our theme is Essentials, kind of uh as personified by not personified, as exemplified, I don't think
1: you know what personified means. <laughs> as
0: exemplified by the gq essentials videos where a celebrity comes on and gives you 10 essentials that they can't live without
1: which if you don't know about it you either one haven't listened to every episode because we talk about it in one episode or two you're not on the real youtube space of corporate youtube media yeah. but as paul described basically celebrities go on they do have derivations of it so sometimes because i'm into soccer i'll watch like gq sports uh soccer players 10 things um, but yeah, so the the basic idea of it is like 10 things you can't live without. Oftentimes it's celebrities, so it's people who have to travel a lot. So it's a lot of like travel stuff. Um, a lot of times it's like, oh, these are my favorite pair of shoes. I just like buy them new every year and get a new pair. These are the bathroom items I always keep with me. Oh, I always have a book on me. Yeah, and like the whole premise of it is like sometimes you're supposed to be a little bit quirky. Sometimes it's about humanizing like very big celebrities. Sometimes it's like Jason Sudeikis where he's like, I always have a red pen because I don't edit on a computer. I always print out sh- like screenplays and edit them on on in person or whatever
0: there is a lot of it where it is like i don't think the red pen is actually central for them i think it's a little bit of like there's a story they want to tell about their lives and the item Mm -hmm. kind of symbolizes their opportunity to tell that same there's always a branded item that seems like an ad there's not
1: always a branded item i don't think that's true
0: frequently and sometimes they'll claim it's not an ad and it just makes me upset can can
1: i ask how many times you have how many of these you've actually watched and how much you're just Pointing to the Jonah Hill episode?
0: I've watched them a lot more in the past, but I feel like the pill beats one in the beginning was very common, where it almost seemed like GQ was telling mm-hmm. them they had to say uh, Beats by Dre was one of their And items. there
1: is the thing where they always say GQ magazine as one of their things that they always keep with them.
0: Yeah, in my mind, that's the one that always got me, with the Beats by Dre. It's like, really?
1: You always mm-hmm. have your Beats pill... For me, it's uh, it's also one of those shows where there is always the music item. That's true. There's
0: always like these are my favorite
1: music. pair of headphones, or headphones. this is my
0: favorite Bluetooth speaker, or this, is or my... like
1: accessories like a watch, a headband, a thing that I always wear. Sometimes they'll really flex on it. They'll be like, "Yeah, this is a watch. It costs this much money. I got it as a present for doing this gig." Um, oh, it's the kind of show where it's not like hot ones where like generally on a Thursday it comes out and it's like, "All right, I'll find some time to watch it." no matter who it is, I really seek out the ones of people I know. I'm not really that interested in finding out what someone who I don't care about or don't know keeps as their essentials.
0: I I think I only, I don't watch it at all anymore, but I think I only watched it when it was recommended. Like if I was watching, it was like mm. one of those ones that if you're watching an interview of any celebrity, it's likely if they've done one to be in the right hand, like watch their GQ 10 things.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's even part of like a main media cycle at this point. I don't think the show's that big. I don't think it's like a hot one's. Um, yeah, and then the other way that it goes is it's someone just being like, oh, I can't believe that, uh, this big celebrity just wants all these mundane things. It's just, like, chapstick and, uh, deodorant. Um oh. And a rosary.
0: Yeah, something like that, like, deodorant or something, is a very common, not deodorant, sorry, like, lip, like a lip balm or something would be, like, something, mm-hmm. like, the more relatable celebrity would bring on. like, I always get chapped lips, so I have to keep my Burt's Bees on me. It's my favorite brand. yeah.
1: I was like, hey, I always got to keep this uh, Costco-sized thing of Magnum condoms on me. <laughs> He's trying to get laid during his 10 Things I Can't Live Without interview. <laughs> um, As you might imagine, there are also people who make sure to bring their pets, too, which is always annoying, as, as you know, the perspective of this show. <laughs> um, But do you want to get into our 10 Essentials? Like I said, the 10 Essentials kind of have like an air of usually it's a celebrity who travels a lot or is on tour. I kind of geared mine towards, like, my daily life of not having to go around all the time. But I tried to keep with the general themes of, like, you know, one or two health things, one or two, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. All right, you just want to exchange one at a time?
0: I was thinking we'd go down the list and discuss
1: the lists. Oh, you want to do, like, half and half, or split, yeah. split. Okay, do you want to go first? Sounds good. Can you do an intro? An intro? Yeah. Like, hey, GQ, my name is Paul... Your, your rapper's favorite trapper, your trapper's favorite rapper. Let's get into my 10 essentials.
0: I think you killed it right there. I don't, I don't know if I can do any better. All right. There there you go. First up on my list, I
1: put my embroidery kit. Okay. I was going to ask if you took this sensationally or like really tried to stick it to a ground thing or like.
0: I tried to keep it in line with the attitude they have in the actual GQ show where they're trying to teach you about like new things about them. That maybe they haven't mm, talked okay. about before or aren't known for publicly or like this is kind of how i live my life a little bit you might catch me with this item oh that's good that's good Uh-oh. okay so i put an embroidery kit as number one uh number two i put hat this is where when i put that down i was like how funny would it be if all of them were things that hid that i was bald was like my whole <laughs> list was hat baseball hat Beanie, sombrero, yarmiga, <laughs> propeller hat, fez, snapback—my <laughs> ten essentials. I decided not to do that to you, but I—I I do have a—I okay. do wear a baseball cap a lot. Mm-hmm. Yoga mat, mm. podcast mic—you know I gotta spend time. Wait, with wait, my wait! Boy you, Adrian. Did you want to explain that anymore? Or? Yoga mat—I do yoga. Podcast mic—you know I gotta talk to my boy Adrian. Oh, I didn't put that in mind. I feel bad about that. <laughs> Uh, my Reebok classics. Come on now, you know I gotta leave the house and I can't do a shoe list. That was mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. attempt to kind of do the uh, in line with the actual GQ lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, my projector. You know I gotta. You know I love movies. Ooh. I love hanging out mm-hmm. in my house watching movies.
1: Whenever Doug is done doing his podcast, Paul should really
0: take over. This would be the clearly paid promotion. Everpress dot com.
1: Get me some uh t shirts with some cool designs on them. Ooh, I I had an I had a not a debate. I had a very small thing with Phil where I was talking about my essentials, and he told me to bring in like my favorite YouTube channel, and was like, I don't know if that counts. It's usually it almost is always a tangible thing. Hmm. It's kind of something you have to be able to like bring out onto the GQ desk and be like, this is the thing. But I'll allow it. But watch yourself, Paul. (laughs) Uh, my Farag. You better not bring in like the concept of love or something next. (laughs) (laughs) A child
0: smile. Uh, You know, you know, I'm getting those uh, those muscle
1: pains. Mm. Uh, my glasses. You know, I can't see without them. That shit crazy. I also debated that with Phil too, where I, I said I don't need, I don't feel the need to put my glasses on there because I think people know that I need them. Um, but I do have something related. And
0: then uh, my knee sleeves. Another one about feeling pain as I grow older in my body.
1: Paul, why is yours? I guess, I guess yours does have a good energy to it in terms of matching the show, but. Might as well put down your like your your cane with four tennis balls on the bottom of it or whatever.
0: <laughs> That's my ten essentials, Adrian.
1: Alright, you really ran through those. Any anything that you wanted to say about any 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 of those things or
0: Yeah, I mean I didn't get I I didn't have space to include some stuff that were like uh easily should have been in there, like my uh like my Yu-Gi-Oh deck, which I always keep on me in case I need to fight. Your dual disc? Yeah, my dual disc in case I need to fight an MF.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Charlotte's a tough town, man. Somebody might step up on you and you got to keep your dual disc strapped so that you can pull out your Exodias.
1: You know how sometimes people like give advice and I don't know the efficacy of it in terms of real life, but safety advice for women or for guys getting in a fight is like, just act crazy. Do you think if someone tried to fight you and in your bag, you were like, all right, let's fight. And you just pulled out a dual disc and put (laughs) it on. Do you think that would be sufficiently crazy that someone would be like, I don't want to fuck with this guy. Whatever, wherever his mind is, I'm not there. I'm not on the same plate as him. I wouldn't fight a guy with a dual disc. It'd be a weird thing to have to carry around with you all the time, but you know, that's what the essentials are all about.
0: My loafers, I do like uh my Minnetonka loafers a lot. Where mm-hmm. they're around the house. They're very comfortable. Hey,
1: sponsor me. Sponsor me, Minnetonka. Sponsor the pod. Sponsor the pod. Uh alright, so uh what's up, G what's up, G- what's, up J- what's up, JQ? <laughs> what's, like up up said. J-Q? <laughs> what's up, JQ? <laughs> <laughs> what's up
0: calm up. let's talk about the jq
1: let's talk about the jq um no that's not what i'm saying what's up gq my name's adrian you know me from uh such things as big facts no cap um uh task repertoires of hygienic workers reveal a, a link between necrophoric behaviors from behavioral ecology and sociobiology 2019 uh and the ethogram <laughs> the official blog of the animal behavior program at uc davis uh i'm here to talk about my top 10 essentials let's get into it uh number one i did a couple of fudged kind of mixy mixy mix them up not mix them up but like combine them um my sleep mask and my gap sleep shorts are one item together so basically my sleeping essentials uh so i'm wearing them right now they're like these uh kind like light blue soft uh waistbanded uh sleep shorts i wear them to bed every night um and as well as my sleep mask dude i fuck with uh, a sleep
0: mask uh i don't wear it as often as i used to because i got good really dark curtains but honestly i should mm. probably just go back to a sleep mask soon i, I oh love no them. yeah
1: yeah i use it every single night absolutely love it and it makes um, you look
0: adorable to be honest
1: you know when you're mm-hmm. when somebody catches you in your sleep mask and you're like and i'm you're glad somebody chewing. finally got to see me in it i look so cute <laughs> That, I mean, the reason Phil knew about it is because when we were in Asheville and I slept on the couch, he was like, what's that thing you got on your head? <laughs> Especially because mine isn't like a traditional little like two eyes looks like a little like, you know, whatever. Mine's like a full head gray blackout thing. Uh, it does look a little bit alien. Um, But I love it. It's great. Okay. Number two. I recently talked to Paul about this, but I have recently uh developed an addiction to Gatorade Zero. So sometimes they'll bring in coffee or something like that. Uh, The drink that I've been drinking the most of recently is a good old Gatorade Zero. Uh, I guess Coke Zero could also be on here, and actually maybe more justifiably so. But when I think about my daytime stuff, I usually am sipping on a Gatorade Zero. It's not a particularly good Zero alternative to a drink as far as those go. Oftentimes they're very chalky and kind of weird, but the good flavors are pretty good. The Fruit Punch is a little chalky. The blue one's pretty good. The Lemon Lime is okay. The Cucumber Lime is quite good, but it's not really one of my favorites because I don't like the original flavor as much as some of the other flavors. It sounds so. like you don't
0: like this drink at all.
1: No, 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 no. Like even like, but, yeah, but like the Glacier Cherry is like one of the worst adaptations of the original, but it's also like, I kind of like, it it scratches the itch a little bit, you know? So and what you're saying is you just like, you just like Powerade so much. Gatorade. Gatorade so much. And the Gatorade Zeros do an okay job mimicking them. I think the blue is the least offensive if that's the one you want to go for. That's insane. So you just like Gatorade more, but this reminds you of that thing you
0: like more. And I guess you do have to bring in that you're diabetic. Also, I'm actually more of a Powerade fan.
1: I like the flavor of Powerade more. Okay, that's being like a Pepsi guy. That's a brave brave thing to do. You're just coming out right now as a Powerade guy. Yeah, I like uh, the blue Powerade a lot. I don't know why. It's
0: one of my go-to McDonald's uh, drinks
1: wait okay hold on no that's two different things so not only are you a powerade guy but you're a powerade with my burger and fries kind of guy yeah that's a whole different that's a whole other ball game care to explain i don't know i started doing it as a kid and i've just run with it okay so that's like a thing where like some people associate powerade with like working out or like playing a sports game (laughs) and for you it's with a quarter pounder with cheese well, when you put it like that, I feel stupid, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I, I took... Paul and I had the same idea. Um, I have had a shoe conundrum in recent years, but I think I've found my go-tos for a long time, so I'm gonna go with my Adidas Sambas, uh, as a, uh, go-to, uh, in the shoe category. Um, Paul already mentioned this, so I guess it's probably good to bring in now my insulin supplies, uh... I, I grouped them together. Is that okay?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did embroidery, like, my embroidery equipment all one thing.
1: Alright, so that includes my insulin pump, my lancets, my uh, test strips, my alcohol pads, my uh, insulin vials, my, uh... I think that's about it for what I have now. Oh, my PDM, as I mentioned earlier, my second uh, cell phone.
0: And of course, the secret elixir that I could drink at any time to cure my diabetes, but... But I choose not to. But I choose not to because I like <laughs> being difficult.
1: Um, kind of on the same line, I did another combination one of. Sometimes they'll bring their favorite snack. So my first one's gonna be gummy candies, which I always have on me. But like for oh, medical June reasons, Bell's could bond over that. She's a real gummy head. Oh, I fucking love gummies. I take I would take a gummy over a chocolate a hundred times out of a hundred. I think I would too. I'm more of a sour head than she is, though.
0: So that's kind of where we uh split on the. I gummy. would call you a little sour head.
1: Um, so in combination with gummy uh candies i'm also gonna put another food which is peanut butter pretzels which is a snack i usually have in my bag and in my pantry at all times the next one is an overlap i think the only overlap that we've had so far um uh this is kind of a kleenex tissue thing i'm using the non-name brand because i don't know what the brand is uh but a massage gun so i've got one to the left of me right now i've been using it ever since i played soccer last week And quite often use it in general. Uh, Next one, uh, glasses cleaning cloth. Um, I think this is something that I've inherited from my dad. uh, But my dad needs glasses. He needs very strong glasses at this point. Uh, And if I ever am reaching to clean my glasses with my shirt, he always pulls out the like three foot by three foot glasses cleaning cloth that he keeps in his back pocket at all times um but yeah i keep like three or four just like uh it's one of those like one in the car one in your bag one in your desk type things so uh, i always use those my last three are my timbuktu messenger bags that's a like a cycling kind of like bag with the one strap that kind of goes over your shoulder Uh, i got it as a hand-me-down from my friend estabon and i've used it all throughout grad school Uh, and it's great because earlier in grad school, I cycled a lot. And then also it's just like a good walking bag too. And I want to give a shout out to Timbuk2 because like, I know that there's like a biggie Tupac chrome versus Timbuk2. I don't want to say that I've chosen my side. I also have a chrome bag that I got on sale and was still ridiculously expensive when I got it on sale. I don't use it as much. It's not as comfortable. It's like a straight up backpack, but like also just kind of not as good. I kind of use it for like very particular situations. Um... Okay, and then my last two. One, I switched out at the last second. I did have a bathroom thing, but then I kind of convinced myself that I don't really use anything kind of very actually unique. Like bathroom, toiletry-wise, I don't use a special hair gel. I don't have a special lotion. Uh, so I switched it out for a, a hobby thing like Paul, and I, I'm going to put my MIDI controller. Um, so that's the little keyboard that uh, hooks up to my computer so that you can use to make music. As a, uh amateur producer for a comedy rap group. Uh and the last one is my planner. Uh I use a planner. Uh I write down everything that I need to do in a day. And I get a lot of satisfaction from scratching it off in a very aggressive way. Uh most every Sunday I take part of my day to like make my schedule for the week in my planner. Um and it is one of those things where I've sent emails to people who are like, hey did you do this thing? And I was like, oh, you told me about it. Didn't write it down in my planner so it didn't actually get done. So it's like one of those like things uh where that really is like my central repository of what needs to get done every day mm. and those are my 10 essentials gq oh we're gonna scrap this video those weren't any good what i'm talking about shout out to buck too? sponsor me <laughs> we're
0: deleting this gq video
1: right now i mean part of the appeal of it is that it's funny because of the contrast of celebrity and mundaneness for you and me, it's just a contrast between... Uh, mundaneness and mundaneness. <laughs> and mundaneness. <laughs> um, anyways, do you want to get to advice columns? I feel like we haven't given anyone any advice except for buy two and buy... What was your thing? Uh, Reeboks. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. This is from The Strategist. Please advise, January 20th, 2019. Ask Chris Black, what are your travel essentials? So a slight pivot to traveling... Uh, As I kind of mentioned in the general part of the theme, if you're looking for the most powerful hairdryer or handiest chef's knife, those things can be easy enough to find. Other objects of desire are a little more taste-based. What's the next status water bottle or hand wash, for instance? Regular readers of The Strategist will know that we've previously turned to resident cool guy Chris Black. He's a partner at Brand Consultancy Public Announcement to help us answer both of those questions. For more of Chris's advice, he's now answering reader questions for us in a regular column. If you have burning questions about the next fanny pack or Noah rugby shirt, drop us an email with the subject line Chris" at strategist at nymag.com. All right, here's the question. Last time you went into your travel uniform, but what are your other travel essentials? The things you simply can't take a trip without. And that's it. All right, well. I'm assuming you don't take your embroidery stuff with you when you go traveling. No, that would be very unruly on
0: a plane. I don't know. do you have do you have travel essentials spark spark my
1: I mean one of them would be my sleep mask from my uh list from earlier. Um, I am one of those people that uh gets who j- i just i really hate uh, plane rides, so like maybe like a ginger chew or like a gum or something to chew on for air pressure stuff, and then also one for like stomach stuff um other travel stuff uh cash I usually try to have cash on me in in addition to having my card on me uh as opposed to my everyday life where I almost try and keep 100% cashless that's definitely a travel essential some airpods some headphones if I'm doing a car ride trip I'm not always the one who drives all the time so I usually bring a pillow something to like sleep in a car yeah
0: I don't think I have too many as long as I have my airpods I think I'm mostly
1: fine Mm. um You're like Robin from Teen Titans, where he talks about how, like, if I have my cape, I can sleep anywhere.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, If I have my AirPods, I can sleep anywhere. um, uh, Obviously, I need both of my katanas Mm. in case shit goes down. But TSA has gotten weird about those in the last uh, two decades. I don't know if anybody ever gives this advice, and it's very honest and genuine advice. When you're traveling, the most important thing to take is free space free space oh, in your bag to, back. to bring stuff back with you. That's very smart. I would also agree with that. Um don't stuff your bag on the way there with a bunch of knickknacks and oh what if I get bored and I need this book? But also this book is pretty good. Don't take multiple books. Don't keep it light. You're going to appreciate it on the way back a lot more that you have that free space. You're not going to don't bring a mm. billion little hobby trinkets. You're like, what if I get bored on the trip? Just don't get bored
1: on your trip straight facts. Also, I would agree sort of with that, but I would give a qualifier. Pack your bag to the brim, but with stuff that you're giving out when you're there.
0: Ooh, that's actually that's so, good advice, yeah.
1: When Paul so like I said in Guatemala, we had stuff to bring cuz medicines you can't get in Guatemala or like, you know, clothes that we don't need anymore. And then when you and I went to Cuba, we brought candy with us cuz I think you read online that was a nice thing to do and we did that for yeah, uh, the local chil- the local chilling um same
0: with going to lebanon we really take a lot in our bags and then we also once we've handed out all those presents we bring back a lot too of stuff you can't get in america Mm -hmm. um usually just like foods and (laughs) stuff like that which is always a little dicey obviously with uh immigration control so you have to be careful about what foods you bring back because if it's like fruit or something they're going to toss it out so if you if it Like, you can bring back jams, but not, like, a full apricot,
1: right? You gotta... Do you guys ever do that thing where you, like, send packages back and forth, and, like, when you open the package, you can clearly see that, like, whatever agency suspects or opens back, like, inspects packages, like, clearly, like, ripped it open, cut everything open, and then just, like, threw it back in?
0: Yeah, yeah, I've definitely seen that with stuff I've bought internationally, too, that's coming from, like, Alibaba. Oh, really? Where it'll show up and I'll be like, that's so funny that they did such a horrible job, like, repackaging it. Like, be like a literal cut right down the label. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll be like, just taped back together lazily and another thing. It's just like, okay, cool. Like, you couldn't have been a bit less... Like, there's like a clear seam you could have opened up and you just weren't like, went in with a knife.
1: <laughs> I think I mentioned this before, but uh, when I went back home recently and I, I've only... This is the first time going back home with an insulin pump, so I have to carry all the supplies for it and i put it in my uh check-in bag which i always thought was like the strategy for like if things that you don't want looked at or things you don't want touched but apparently both the coming here or coming back home and coming back here i got the note in my bag that said yeah we're tsa we ruffled through your shit tough tough shit
0: <laughs> yeah 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 everything's messy at one time on my way back from lebanon they as an adult saw so us coming back alone um Single male coming back from the Middle East. They pull me aside for the random check. Um, the guy at TSA takes my bag, opens it up in front of me. So they're doing the check while I'm there. He's asking me questions while he's opening the bag. He's like, Did you, did you travel to Syria while you were in Lebanon? No, I didn't. All this. And he pulls out every item in my bag and takes it, like, he takes his two palms and pats everything down to make sure there's nothing hidden in the fabric and then pats down mm. every wall of my bag.
1: To make sure there's nothing. Hidden Did he do in the, the thing fabric. where he took out like the underwear that you have, for, like the skid mark on it, and he was like, "Come on, look everybody, <laughs>
0: look at this guy." I was like, "Fuck you, you're a dick. Go fuck yourself." That yeah. like fucking sucks, dude. I hate TSA. I swear they're just there to humiliate you. There's
1: no- they do nothing else other than like just lord their power over you. It's just another police. I think, I don't know why this became this theme of the episode, but, like, it's been shown before, right? In most studies, like, when you, like, someone who's a plant goes in with a gun in their bag or something, they get through TSA or really? whatever. I think God. that's been shown. I've I don't always know. thought I, it didn't
0: seem that hard. I was always like, I could if I wanted to, I bet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I also, yeah, I kind of, I'm starting to hate them, too, because the other thing about going back home with the new medical devices is that you can't go through an x-ray. Uh so you have to do the pat down and they yeah, just I don't know. It's real weird. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Just like uh
1: whatever. It's it's
0: not a big deal but it's just enough to feel like just make you hate. It's just enough dehumanizing. Yeah, it's just enough to make you feel dehumanized and hate them for doing it. It's like you could just not. You could just not be a piece of shit to me.
1: So your travel essential is uh, empathy or what what is what's our travel oh, essential? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Three ounces of shampoo one of the hardest parts of travel now is deciding what apply what bald hair cutting appliance I bring like do I bring my straight mm-hmm. razor? do I bring my bulldog? It's like this thing that like kind of shapes your head to help you shave your head and then I also have like uh just a regular like Remington electric shaver, and they all based on where my hair length is and like how recently I've shaved and how like uh how just like uh i guess how what would you call it like uh tender my head is that day is like which one i should use to shave at home but when i'm traveling i kind of just have to pick one because i can't bring like three different shaving appliances with me to shave yeah. my head but if i let it go for a couple of days it does legitimately start looking a little ugly yeah these are those
1: travel essentials
0: for girls, it's tough, right? Because girls often have, like, whole routines where first I spray my hair You're with You're talking this about bullshit. women
1: or girls? What? Women or girls. Women. Sorry.
0: Adrian, why do you do this to me? Why do you shame me for speaking English how I speak it? Are you maybe like that person whose substack you follow where you use proper <laughs> English as uh, a way to bring down <laughs> POC? I don't like talking
1: anymore. <laughs> women. Izzy always has to bring her sabers and her rapiers. And yeah, she always <laughs> has to bring like her epee.
0: <laughs> TSA is so uh, difficult
1: about epees, man.
0: What do you do? Like, do you have to have, like, what do you do if you're, like, a professional, like, gun shooter or something and you need to take your gun somewhere or, like, a weapon that's...
1: You can you can do, like, a TSA, like, I'm gonna bring a gun, here's why, here's the situation type thing, get a brute Do they have to put it under the plane? I assume you're not allowed to have it with you, like, under No, yeah, it? it definitely has to be a, a check-in thing. Check-in, uh, And it's kind of like the same thing where, like, have you ever seen someone where, like, I mean, it feels like it sucks, but, like, they pay the full price for a checked bag to, like, bring their bass or whatever, oh, like, yeah, you, like yeah, a musician-type yeah. L- the person. Thing.
0: Yeah. There's the, uh, I know the whole, the skateboarding community, I forget which airline it is, there's one airline that won't let you check a skateboard as a, uh, as a carry-on. That's if- not radical you, bruh. One airline specifically is like, nope, because it doesn't fit in our exact dimensions, even though it's smaller than most bags, we won't
1: let you. So there's like, you know, skateboarders, rise up. This airline's evil. And so what I do is I get a carry-on bag and I fill it with tech decks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just empty it out on the plane. There's a video of a guy... Purposefully not being able to
0: bring a skateboard on the airplane, but because skateboards are mostly valuable for like the wheels and not the deck, it's him th- being told you can't bring it on. So he takes it, breaks it in half, puts it back, and he's like, fits now in the carry-on size Beach. limit. What is it? Ninety dollars? Eighty-nine dollars. Eighty-nine dollars because it doesn't because it doesn't fit in
1: here. Okay. Here we go. This should do the trick.
0: All right, how's that? that
1: was you can't imagine what surfers go through.
0: <laughs> I think I'm ready for the answer, man. I don't have much. You more can't to imagine
1: say. what longboarders go through,
0: but penny boarders—they're fine. Hey, they're doing all right. <laughs> That's why they're the alpha
1: of the boarding world. Do you want to hear this
0: answer? Yeah.
1: So let's hear what Chris Black has to say. Um, if you do, you want to know what Chris Black looks like? Is he like Jack Black's brother? A little bit. Uh, it looks like he's like on the st- the stoop of a brownstone building. Uh, he's got a the New York Times blue hat on. Is he the he's opposite a white guy, of white? kind of scruffy. He has like orange, clear, like clear kind of textured uh, glasses. Uh, he's got an ice cream cone in his hand. He's got a gray champion hoodie on. And he's got kind of like a scruffy, kind of messy stubble thing going on. The reality is, planes fuck us up. Recycled air, other people, it's a mess. Even if I'm just leaving for a few days, there are some essentials I always have on my carry-on. Eating plain food is despicable. The smell alone makes me cringe. I disagree. I, always keep, I like plain food. I always keep one of these bars in my carry-on. Oh, I maybe I should say it and then... So, this is a Go Macro, Macro Bar, peanut butter, chocolate chip, 12-pack bar. Um. I always keep one of these bars in my carry-on in case I hit a wall with my intermittent fasting. They taste pretty good for a protein bar, and a RIP trainer once told me they're the only ones I should eat. Need I say more? I like I was just doing a Seinfeld bit. Yeah, you ever get overwhelmed at the grocery store? you are like, what am I supposed to get? And then you go up to someone and you're like, you look healthy. What are you getting? What do you got in your cart? Bose QuietComfort 35 II Wireless Headphones. For when AirPods just won't do it, you must have some big boy noise-canceling headphones so your chatty neighbor gets the hint. The Bose QuietComfort 35 are sleek and classic. I disagree.
0: Bulky headphones are too much on an airplane.
1: Editor's note, we've written about these headphones a few times. David Sedaris, Points Guy Brian Kelly, and Amazon reviewers also love them. I wanted to hate them because they are standard issue for any true frequent flyer, but they are the best, and therefore, I must use them. Oh, in case you're wondering, uh, the Go Macro Bars are $25 for a pack of 12, and these Quiet Comfort headphones are $321 at Amazon. Kindle Paperwhite, $140. My trusty Kindle Paperwhite. Because who wants to watch that stinker Bohemian Rhapsody for the second time? Kindle is the Kleenex of the e-reader. The price is right, and it does the job. Everything else I see has bells and whistles that I don't want or need. This guy honestly seems like the most boring person in the
0: world. All these products are like, they're all things I've heard of and they're just a little bit...
1: I My essential for traveling? A neti pot. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta air out that nose. <laughs> <laughs> the Bose Quiet Comfort. I don't know.
0: That's such a dad thing to own. Just the AirPods are good enough and they're small. They fit in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You don't have like a thing on your head. Uh,
1: Ursa Major Essential Face Wipes. $26 for 20. Um, So these are all kind of like health and beauty products. Uh, Carmax Lip Balm, just like the GQ, he has his uh, particular type of lip balm. I don't like Carmex at all. I don't know if you've tried it before. I'm not a fan. Uh, $8 for three. We have Willelda Skin Food Original. That's $17. It looks like a lotion. And we have Pure Chewing Gum Peppermint Bag of 55 for $4. When I land, I want to look and feel and smell fresh. You never know who you're going to run to, run into at LAX or CDG, so I always carry Ursa Major Face Wipes and Carmex Lip Balm to waken and soothe my skin and lips after recycled cabin air takes its toll on them. He's really big on the recycled air of the cabin. Uh, Willetta Skin Food, I use it to moisturize my hands, and Pure Gum, which is sugar and aspartame free. Oh wait, hold on. Nope, yep. The rest of- yeah, this whole advice column is just him plugging products, because the next question's about uh, towels and bath mats, and it's just him recommending the best who's who of towels and bath mats, so I feel that's like kind of cool. This guy just created a column to try to
0: get Amazon affiliate link purchases. <laughs> that's
1: ki- yeah, I feel like that's kind of what he's doing. <laughs> um, How do you feel about his essentials? I don't know, man. I thought those were really boring. I think we did a better job. I feel like you really said your piece, yeah. Did, what do you think? I I feel like I don't need an advice column to let me know that these things are things that you need in general. I think you are correct that the whole point is that it's him pointing to a very specific, specific, like, ooh, Ursa Major face wipes. Those are the ones that I use. And he doesn't really explain why they're the best version of whatever you're looking for, except for the macro bar, I guess. But it's literally just him being like, a buff trainer told me that that's what he eats, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't know overall kind of uh underwhelmed by that
0: <laughs> this guy is like donald trump he's just incredibly impressed with big strong generals he's just like a big strong mm-hmm. guy told me that <laughs> these were the best macro bars i had to buy them exactly um okay cool you want to do your call yeah for sure we're bringing in the classic slate karen feeding uh this one is answered by Joyanne richards from uh december 30th of 2020 dear karen feeding My brother and I both work in law enforcement and have service weapons. I lock mine up when I'm at home. My brother has taken to carrying his all the time, including around his small children in his house. I've had to refuse him entry to my home due to his unwillingness to come without it. I asked him why he does this and he went on a rant about having to protect his family in case someone drives by and opens fire at him in retaliation for his work. We live in a very safe area. I don't even lock my doors when I go out. I don't recall there ever being a drive-by shooting anywhere near us. He doesn't seem to be caught up in extremism, but this seems paranoid to me and I'm starting to worry about his mental health. More, I worry about the safety of my niece and nephew and my own kids when they're there. I told him that I won't be sending them anymore unless I can be assured his weapon is secured. He rolled his eyes and said kids need to learn to be comfortable around firearms. His wife is backing him up. I feel so lost. I miss the easygoing brother I grew up with. My kids miss their cousins. My parents who have never had guns in the house while they were growing up say I'm overreacting and tearing the family apart. Friends and coworkers also seem to think this is fine although they admit they wouldn't do it in their own homes. I don't see this as an issue of different values but as a safety concern. My family says I should instead consider the safety concern of being caught off guard and unarmed in our small safe town.
1: Don't get caught lacking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I felt like I'm in the Twilight Zone when grown adults don't agree that kids and handguns don't mix. I'm also very hurt that my family has chosen guns overseeing my kids and me. My conscience is screaming that it's only a matter of time before something goes horribly wrong. Am I overreacting? Damn. I, I assume you're right. I- I- if I know anything about the type of people who write for Slate.com... uh. They're going to be like, you bitch. Guns keep you safe. Let your brother exactly. bring his gun around. Guns are cool, first off. Second off, they're fun. Second off, <laughs> third off, they're badass.
1: Paul, can I ask you a riddle? Yeah. What's the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun?
0: Ooh. um <sighs> Uh, a home alone style trap. You pass. But just this one. <laughs>
1: uh, this reminds a me of a can um, attached
0: to a rope that when he opens the door, it comes <laughs> flying out up full speed.
1: I think there was a time when I was interviewing for a room in Davis and someone asked me like, what's your what would be a deal breaker for you for a roommate? And I was trying to think of something that sounded inclusive that didn't sound like I was not being inclusive. And the one thing I could think of off the top of my head was like, maybe if someone in the house owned a gun, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. And they're like, oh, that's a good answer. Good answer. (laughs)
0: You know, I've never interviewed with roommates to live in a house, but I do like your stories from having done it. There is something so funny about that dynamic, and I like that they were doing the teacher thing of telling you when you you had a good answer. Mm -hmm. That's up there with, I've been trying to tell people a good question more often in my day-to-day life. I don't tell Mm. people enough when they have a good question for me.
1: (laughs) That's a good question. Really conditioning people. (laughs) um but yeah other than that how do you feel about how do you feel about this one it's a uh, real doozy? yeah the brother is psychotic <laughs> the, yeah <laughs> what if while
0: i'm at your house somebody tries to do a drive-by shooting in retaliation for me being a cop
1: what is going on in this guy's mind he's <laughs> losing it <laughs> do you agree with the uh cut soy boy who won't even let him into his house oh do you think it's a guy i don't know why i thought the the uh, question asker was a mother Oh, I don't know. We have this every suit. column where we mean yeah, you I, assume
0: opposite genders. I wasn't
1: paying really close attention to the genders of, of who was who. Um, No, I, I think I do agree with the cucked soy
0: boy or soy woman. Soy girl. Soy girl. Um, that That's insane that he wants to carry a gun around.
1: No, I would take the same stance. And I feel like there were people I know who would be like annoyed by that. But like, you know... He's already a cop, and like, I think I've told you before that I've had conversations where I've told people where like, yeah, I'm having this issue where like, I want to support my friend because he really likes his new relationship, but he's dating a cop, and I don't like that. And they've been like, well, what else is wrong with her? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's a fucking cop. Like, <laughs> that's, that's enough said. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and so I feel like this is something where people would like, who I know would actively criticize me and be like, oh, what, just because he wants to have a gun in the house? He won't fucking let him? Come on. I think it's just Let like... him in- keep that thang on him. Why does he need it while he's eating Cheetos on the couch? You know what I mean? It's insane yeah. behavior. Uh, what if one of the... What if it's like not not puff Cheetos? This is one of my arguments for why puff Cheetos are inferior to regular Cheetos. <laughs> what if it's a Cheeto that comes out and looks like Osama Bin Laden? <laughs> and you take it out of the bag and you're like, oh shit.
0: <laughs> and you know these people who are all about like safety stuff. I feel like they definitely, as much as they like to talk about it online, are not... Uh, they're not actually that safe with the gun. He probably like takes it off whenever he needs to go take a shit. He's like, you know, I can't take a shit with all that weight on. But he'd like just leave it on the like d- on the like k- on the dining room table or whatever. You know, <laughs> Just leaves it on There's the. There's no way table. that like
1: if he's at like a big dinner that's family style and he can't reach something, he takes the gun out as like an extra little <laughs> extension to like push something towards him. <laughs> Safety off, just like pushing a piece of sushi towards him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know sometimes when you're, like, you just kind of, like, need a mallet or something with, like, a big heavy base to kind of, like, hit something in at home? Like, mm. he he just pulls the gut out and starts smacking it with the heel.
1: <laughs> you know when you tenderize some meat for dinner? <laughs> exactly. <He's> like, <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> There's, like, a thing, like, I don't know, there's, like, someone needs to turn off a light switch, so he just shoots it right across the room so you don't have
0: to get up. He's just watching old-timey movies, and he sees somebody do that thing where they, like, spin the gun in the, uh, on their finger. So, you know, he's just watching the movie, pulls
1: his out, and is trying it, too. <laughs> I swear I could get this. Oh, my God. You know when kids boo when a bad guy comes on the TV? <laughs> he just starts shooting at them. <laughs> Uh, did you like
0: the part of this the part of this question where she went you know I've asked all my coworkers and they think it's normal and it's like you're a cop <laughs> Why <laughs> of course <laughs> I work <laughs> I work at the I work at the minority murdering factory and I asked them if they all thought this thing was normal and they said yes <laughs>
1: so clearly it's normal that is funny that's a bad that's, that's what we call a non-representative uh <laughs> Uh, survey i mean i think that they have a very good what's the word extra guard of being like my kids are here like kids and guns don't mix i think part of my fear of why i'd be made fun of is that like i would be like i don't care if there aren't kids here like i'm, I'm a little boy i don't want to be around good <laughs> like don't bring that around me i don't know if
0: i would care if a friend wanted to bring it was a concealed really? carry person wanted to bring it in my house i wouldn't care
1: really no i
0: wouldn't i, I w- wouldn't, be, I wouldn't like, let them do no. it if there was kids around
1: Oh, really? No, I wouldn't need the kids as an excuse. I'd be like, hard
0: no. Hard no. yeah. So when you were at your friend's house who was dating a cop, were you like, is her service weapon locked up for the night? You you would check and make sure.
1: Well, dating doesn't
0: mean that they live together. Got you. I just thought went
1: quick in his relationships. Yeah, he comes quick, I'll tell you what. (laughs) Do they describe the service weapon in full? Is it like cop handgun or is it 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 like full on? ak-47
0: i also feel like if your brother was like oh yeah there might be a drive-by shooting in retaliation for what i do for work i'd be like another good reason but you shouldn't be at my house i don't want (laughs) to be the target
1: that's a a good point that's a good point
0: (laughs) that just adds more to the you should not be here if you think that drive-by shootings are likely
1: (laughs) um paul are you aware of the fact of what is it ar-15s yeah Do you know what the AR stands for? It's not assault rifle. That's, I mean, the exact same place where I'm like, I know from reading online that you're going to get made fun of by conservatives if you say that it stands for assault rifle. That being said, I don't know what it actually stands for. I don't give a shit. Dude, fuck conservatives who think you need to know everything
0: about guns
1: to think that they're (laughs) stupid. (laughs) These
0: motherfuckers
1: don't know anything about
0: history and (laughs) you still have tons (laughs) of opinions on it.
1: I'm not I'm not trying to get caught lacking my knowledge
0: about guns. <laughs> Although we are both in DSA, and I don't know how Davis DSA is, but Charlotte DSA has a good number of people who are, like, uh, into gun culture.
1: I mean, you just said it, Charlotte DSA. Uh. Sacramento DSA is anti-gun? No, no, no. I'm in YOLO DSA, and YOLO DSA only lives once. We're big into guns. I <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't hate guns that much. I just think you shouldn't have them around
0: kids or i just don't want him around me in a house uh that in a park secured in a gun lock yeah um i don't really like uh open carry either it's very threatening to everybody you're doing it around it kind of seems like you're threatening everybody <laughs> kind of um and concealed carry is also like dickish because it's i don't know i just don't want to live in a society where people have guns around me <laughs> Mm -hmm. I don't want every fight to be like, well, what if this motherfucker has a gun and shoots at me? (laughs) Replace your brother's gun with a water gun. Oh no, one of those things that shoots salt out to kill insects. Mm. Or one of the ones for clowns that just says bang and a little flag.
1: Mm. Did I tell you that when I was telling uh, Phil about my massage gun, he thought for some reason it was like a novelty thing? where like, you know, like a a lighter that looks like a gun where the whole point is that looks like a realistic gun? (laughs) Yeah. He was like, "Oh, so it's like a realistic gun, but like it massages you." And I was like, "No, it's just just a name. Like it, <laughs> it, it really doesn't look very gun-like. If anything, it looks like like sci-fi, like laser gun-like." But like,
0: <laughs> that's so funny.
1: The point of it, it was just not called to like, a
0: gun because it has like a barrel and a tr- yeah, a trigger. yeah, it doesn't
1: even have a trigger yet. Yeah, mine has like a little on-off switch and yeah. then a number thing. Yeah,
0: I guess a handle and a barrel. That's about the two parts of it. That's that all you a need gun-like. to be a gun. Damn. But yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm not anti-gun. I just feel like people should lock them up in their house, and I don't want them to bring them out in public or <laughs> in sensitive situations. Um, you can keep your gun around if you just want to hit up the, you if you just want to hit up the shooting range or something. Sure. Or hunt.
1: What do you think, uh, Karen Feeding has to say about this?
0: Let's hear it. You're absolutely doing the right thing here. I'm shocked i shocked that Karen Feeding took that angle. I thought they were going to be pro-gun. Despite what everyone else around you is telling you, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm 100% anti-guns, but I also respect the right of citizens to own them responsibly. And to be clear, there's nothing responsible about having handheld killing devices when you're around children. I never understand people who live in suburbia but clutch their guns in fear that someone is going to carjack them or ransack their homes. Don't let your family gaslight you into believing you're the problem, because you're not. Your primary job as a parent is to keep your kids safe, and I wouldn't budge on this for a second. How could you live with yourself if your kids somehow got hold of your brother's guns and hurt themselves? It's simply not worth the risk, no matter how small that risk may be. Be firm and tell your brother and your parents that under no circumstances will you bring your kids into any house with an unsecured firearm and refuse to negotiate on that topic. Surely, They'll tell you how you're single-handedly tearing apart the family, but sometimes the right thing to do isn't the easiest thing to do. The hardest part is how it will affect your kiddos. I would simply tell them that they may not like not seeing their grandparents, cousins, and uncle, but this is the right thing to do for their safety. Additionally, I have a hard time believing that people are so hard-headed that they would refuse to make a simple compromise in order to visit with you and your kids. If you stay strong on this, they may come around eventually. If not, then it's painful proof that the rational fears of the boogeyman are stronger than their relationship with your family. That's it. I could have guessed that. Also, I we didn't talk about it during the question, but I do... It's like a classic advice column thing where the family is supporting the clearly irrational person often. I oh, think yeah. because they know that that person's irrational. So they're just like, they tell the more reasonable sibling, like, well, you should just, you know, let them do what they want because they know that they can convince that person. Mm. Whereas the, the gun loving brother is probably harder to convince. So they're going to zero in on the question asker in this case, because they're like, we can move them that they, we can shame them. They feel shame. Unlike the brother that carries a gun where they're like, eh, he's always been an ass. He doesn't feel any shame. There's no way we're going to say you're tearing apart the family by refusing to give ground on this gun thing. He'll tear apart the family happy, <laughs> happily. He's an obnoxious weirdo, always
1: has been. If we were both academics studying this research question, we would have a rivalry because I have an alternative hypothesis. That the parents are also crazy? Yeah, that like people who are singled out in their family being the only reasonable one are the ones who write into advice column for help because they have no one else to reach out to. Mm. Right? Like if your mom isn't also reasonable and your dad isn't and the rest of your family is like, what are you talking about? That's the right thing to do. That's when you turn to a source like an advice column and say, hey, everyone in my life is fucking crazy (laughs) or supporting the crazy person in my life. Like, what do I do?
0: Interesting. I do think it's probably what I said. But yeah, you're right. Wait, what? That's such a contradictory statement. <laughs> but you're right that that could be a possibility. That that's ah, like okay. a logical... Sorry. That's a logically consistent theory. Sure. We'd have to test it. All right, Adrian. Big facts, no cap. Get out of here.
1: Yeah. Let's, uh, let's big facto, no capo. Get out of here. Big fact. Keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. Essentials? Is that the theme? Oh, yeah. So- I guess
0: you're right. Um. All right. My big fact. My big fact, Adrian, when it comes to essentials, it's more about what you don't have than what you do have. Damn.
1: Uh, My no cap is that if you get called out for open carrying a gun everywhere, have a decoy gun that you keep uh, out and about invisible so you can be like, oh, okay, all right, here, this gun doesn't matter, I'm gonna throw it away. And then have, like, a real gun, like, strapped on the inner thigh of your pants or whatever. And then, uh, you'll be good.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. You're every sexy spy from a movie who gives up her gun, but then she has another one hidden in her boot.
1: <laughs> what What is, uh, is it, what, what famous action movie is that where the guy has the gun taped to his back and that's how he, like, wins the last fight? Oh, I don't know. Um, it reminds me, though, of, uh, I used to watch Forensic Files with my dad. And you know how sometimes, like, ideas that people come up with seem stupid, but then you realize, like, in the moment, what could they have possibly come up with that, like, would have been a better idea? There was a Forensic Files episode that opened up with the fact that there was a murder, someone called 911, and, like, the person who called 911 was leaving the building to, like, talk to the police. And they noticed that, like, he was walking with one leg, like, completely straight the entire time. And that's when they were like, what's up with that? And, like, they realized that he just had, like, a full-on rifle trying to hide it in his pants leg. And they were like, okay, clearly you did it. <laughs> like, obviously, obviously you were the one who did it. I can't remember if he, like, wait, well, what his happened? idea was that How, he was going to go out. One more time, he was where? He was the one who killed the guy. He called the... Either he called the police or someone else did, and his idea was like, "Oh, I can hide the gun by putting it in my pants, and like I'll just walk with my pants legs like, straight the entire." Why time. Why didn't he
0: hide the gun first and then call the police? Is That's this-
1: what I'm saying. Is that like I can't remember what the situation was, but like sometimes you're like, you know what? I've been in stressful situations sometimes, and I don't always come up with the best idea.
0: <laughs>
1: so what you're saying
0: is you related to this murderer.
1: I don't like how you put that, but a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Probably misremembering that. That's from like when I was in third grade or something.
0: But, and his uh, arms were also straight, and both arms were straight. <laughs> <laughs> he had four rifles. He had something like popping out of his head a little bit. You know, like this. one on his back, so he was walking with perfectly with a perfectly uh, standing, perfectly
1: straight. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I think that's it. We did it. We did
0: it. Should this be like the end of SNL where we hug and clap for each other? (laughs) Yeah. Woo, let's get out of here.